I'm right here. Dear Sam, yes. Dear Susie, where? Dear Sam, when? This is the What Bird Are You podcast. This is our podcast celebrating sex. Safe sex. Consensual sex. Sex without shame or guilt. The kind of sex you discover when you become your first best lover. We'll be talking about our own sexual experiences and bringing other people's voices into the dialogue. And we will be reviewing sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) We're people who simply enjoy sex. So if you are not an adult or unwilling to be part of a frank conversation about sex, this is not for you. If you're under 18, do you really want to hear people your parents' age talking about sex? Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. Welcome back to the What Bird Are You podcast. This is officially our third episode. Welcome back, Susie. How are you doing? I'm good, Sam. How are you? I'm perfect. Anytime I have the opportunity to be with you talking about sex, the creativity of sex, the the partner play of sex, the toy use of sex, I'm excited. (laughs) Me too. What are we talking about today? We are talking about kinks. Kinks? Yes. The band? No, but I I do like the kinks. (laughs) No, the sexy creativeness that that people um, often don't talk about. And I've been thinking a lot about it lately. Well, kink is limited to BDSM, right? Leather and and steel and and whipping, right? That's all kinks are, right? No, I think that's a small facet of what kinks are. I think there is such a large... Um, world full of kinkiness that I want to know more about. Email us at What Bird Are You Podcast to tell us what your kinks are and how we could develop them into our conversation in the future. Also, check us out at the What Bird Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. I want to hear about so many different people's kinks. And what I've been noticing lately is when I do talk to people about their kinks, I'm turned on not necessarily by their kink, but by them being into it. It's such a personal expression of themselves. How would you define kink, Susan? Well, I, you know, I, I've been kind of looking into this because I was curious. Um, I think I've been really looking for what my own kink is. I would love to have some really juicy kink that I could dive into. And I don't think I've found that yet. So what I've been reading online and and through listening to other podcasts and talking to people, kink is what is taboo. So whatever you find taboo, you can bring in sexually. Um, I'm sure that's not true for everyone, but that's what it's defined as is, is what is taboo. Um, for you. And that's why it seems like it's a pretty psychological thing, or it can be. People's kinks can probably have pretty deep ties to maybe their childhood or things that they have happened throughout the course of their lives, or maybe things that they were turned on to by other lovers, of course. We're not psychologists. We're not therapists. We're not analysts by any means. But could kink be the sexual expression of things that you've been prohibited as developing? Hmm. So um, the definition here online, in human sexuality, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. So I like that too, the non-conventional. You know, I think a lot of what we've talked about is uh, um, how to be completely in ownership of your own sexuality, how to be your own best lover. And I think part of that is knowing what turns you on. And, And if you are 
turned on by something non-conventional, that's probably a kink. And I love it. To me, that's like a really very personal place to go with someone. And I'm just so um, fascinated by it. Unconventional. Yeah. Who establishes the convention? Right. It's the Puritans. Maybe we've just have all this bullshit that we've carried through for so long. And we have these ideas of what sex should be. And when people go a little bit outside those bounds, um, you know, we get what what some people consider kink. And so this is another thing I've been thinking about. What I may consider just normal everyday practice, like when you kiss my feet and suck on my toes, other people may consider that kink if that's outside of their norm. To me, that's just like something that should happen to all people every day if they enjoy it. So maybe kink is anything that makes someone say, ew. And another person say, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, or say, hmm, I've never thought of doing that before, you know. You've now created a foot fetish account. Yes. You're getting direct messages from your, your foot fetish account. Yes. So through the foot fetish account, I've had a few guys reach out to me. And when I start to talk to them, they've definitely brought in some interesting kinks. And one of them was wanting to be crushed. And the more that I talk to this guy, I'm like, wow, I've never thought of that as something like I've never wanted to be crushed. And it definitely hasn't been a sexual thing for me. But, you know, he wants to be, you know, abused and then crushed. And the other day he asked if I would like, you know, stick, stick him between my ass cheeks and go to my yoga class. And it's, it's entertaining to me. It's titillating and I'm personally not turned on by it, but I love the openness, um, and the creativity of, of this guy. So of course I was like, well, of course I'll stick you in my ass cheek and go to yoga class with you. <laughs> it's in I just I think what I love that human connection. I love the creativity that I'm seeing there. I know that there can be a real darkness with it too. I know some people go to a really dark place with their kink and that's fine as long as they're not hurting others with that without consent. Um but that's where I'm going with the whole kink thing. I'm just fascinated by it. You are fascinated by it and <laughs> I'm fascinated by it too. It and for, for me, the, the idea of, of, of kink has just been associated with almost a conventional view of BDSM. But yeah. clearly, it's not limited to be a BDSM. BDSM is a kink, a style of kink mm -hmm. that includes the, the costumes, the masks, the leather, the spanking, and all the apparatus that go along with that. But that's just a part of the kink. I had never thought about being crushed. <laughs> and what are some other what are what are some other topics in the foot fetish world have you been coming up on? Well, you know, one guy wanted me to stomp all over his holy book and that seemed a little weird. I chose not to go there. Um and that obviously had a bit of foot um fetish, but I think that was much more like please shit on my religion for me and that's why I chose not to go there. That's a definite kink, but um I thought that was pretty strange. And then, you know, of course, I've seen a lot of shoe fetish. So, right, so people want to see feet in certain stockings or ripped hose or um, dirty socks. So you've got the dirty foot fetish. You've got the clean foot fetish. You've got people that just want to see the soles of your feet. Um, you know, I personally like to have honey dripped all over mm -hmm. my feet and licked off. That's probably my favorite. And I will say for me, it's not sexual. It's very satisfying, though. So, 
Is that a kink for me? I'm not quite sure. I haven't decided. Because I don't get sexually aroused from it. You don't get sexually aroused from it. So there's another definition that the to be taboo and kinky doesn't necessarily imply sexual innuendo. It doesn't apply a sexuality to it. I think, but am I wrong? I think kink is definitely, there's a sexual element to it. I think so too. I think there's another word for um, something that is just deeply satisfying without the sexual element. Would that be kink? It would be a, a, a another type of kink though. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's probably different levels and types of kinks. I think we need to educate ourselves more. I'd love to hear what other people um, have to say. One guy today on my, my foot fetish website sent me a picture of a bikini he wants to see me in. And I was like, look, buddy, we're getting way outside the world of foot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> he kept asking me for pictures of my ass. So, you know, that there's a kink right there. Of course, I think like anal sex is a kink for some people. Sure. I think that's a pretty obvious one. Um, you know, oh, there's the whole puppy play, dog play, uh, animal play. Where thing. people dress up as animals mm -hmm. and engage in sexual activity in an avatar of an animal. And there's also illegal versions of that. I think there are legal and illegal versions of puppy play. I mean, I, I will say, I think the more that I think about kink, the more I think, well, I'll, I'll try anything. I've told you my motto. I'll try almost anything once and most things twice. And I, that's why I think I love, I want to experience with, I want to experiment with more kinks and, and, and other people's kinks. So when I'm with someone and they're, if they're really turned on by something that turns me on so much. So even if it's not necessarily my kink, if they're really getting off on it, I know I'm going to be turned on by that. If you're, on a, a Tinder date or having a first date or first or second date with someone, do you bring up the kink? Um, well, I wouldn't have before meeting you. Hmm. So what I liked about you when I first <laughs> met is you were so like open and just like, hey, let's talk about sex. <laughs> and and I know not all, I think a lot of women would maybe turn off. I don't know. I know for me though, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's go let's there. Talk about sex. Yeah. And I think it depends on the person, um, but maybe second date. But if, you know, if someone has like a real kink, I do think some people are embarrassed by that. Um, and it depends also on who the receiver is, right? Like I'm a very open person and I don't consider myself very judgmental. So people could tell me some pretty out there kinks and I think I'd be fascinated more than turned off. Um, so I think it know your audience, right? Just re read the person that you're with um, and just see if they would be into it. I know I dated or I went on a date with a guy and he said he was, um, he's, you know, he liked to, to cross dress mm -hmm. and he was very masculine. He, you know, he wasn't um, trans in any way, but he liked to wear women's clothing sometimes. And I was like, Oh, tell me more, <laughs> you know, that's interesting. Um, and then, you know, I've dated a guy that liked to be peed on. And I thought that was really interesting. That's not something I had ever thought about. But once I tried it, I was like, wow, this is actually really satisfying. You're talking about me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so that let's let's go into that like the pee fetish thing all of my life i have not liked pee my mom had a kidney disease and the bathroom always smelled dirty it wasn't dirty but there was just this lingering scent of bad urine in the air 
And so I've always truly been grossed out by pee. Over the last couple of years, I've been kind of intrigued by pee. In, on Twitter, wherever people get their, their porn, there are accounts that are focused on people peeing in public, where people just go into their own bathroom and peeing, people peeing on each other as couples. Uh, and then there's the element of squirting, whatever it is. I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by it. So much the fact that I wouldn't bring it up. Now I'm bringing it up in public. But I wouldn't <laughs> have brought it up with people if you, unless, it was it was like this deep, weird thing in me. Like, uh, nobody's going to want me to ask it if they could pee on me. But you're like, hey, let's talk about things. So I said, all right, I want to try this sometime. I don't think I'm ready now, but uh, we've been able to experience that now. And uh, it's it's interesting. I'm not fully there yet, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a, a really fascinating uh, thing, kink, whatever that I'm dealing with. Or is it dealing with? I don't I know. I think you're experiencing it, and enjoying experiencing. is what I would like to say. I don't know if you're enjoying it, but when you first brought it up to me, I was at first like, oh, what? You know, I had never thought about it. I was like, that's weird. But the more I thought about it, I was like, well, if he wants to try it, sure. It's not going to hurt me any. And, and this, this, this exploration of this particular kink, this taboo thing that I have, you know, I have rules by it. Like, I, I certainly yeah. don't want to, I don't want to see poop. <laughs> nope, that's not, a, that's not a thing of mine. I just want to, I want to feel and see and hear clear and copious female pee, ideally on somebody. <laughs> well, and I think we've talked about it too. Like, I think you just like wetness. Yeah. Like, I think if I were to just be wearing like, you know, some tight clothing and just have like warm water going down me, I mm -hmm. think you would enjoy that as well. And that's why I've been really particularly intrigued by your foot fetish content is because you're dribbling things onto your toes. Mm -hmm. Honey, milk. I mean, not enough stuff. Not enough stuff. We've done different types of milks. <laughs> different <laughs> types of milks. And just to, to remind the audience that we are talking about kink on the What Bird Are You podcast. Let us know in the comments what your kink is let us know through our email whatbirdpodcast at gmail.com i'll make sure that's in the notes so that uh, could be well read follow us on instagram and follow us on twitter and give us our comments going back to the exploration and knowing what your partner is interested in and being open to that this entire podcast is about openness sex positiveness if if a person has a taboo, bring it out of them. Ask them what it is. Explore and be open with it. So if you have a partner who's willing to explore that with you, if it's consensual, if it's causing no harm, if it's a developmental exercise, I think that's fantastic. I think that is too. And, and, and it does bring me back to, um, you know, that taboo. What is taboo? I have a question. Do you think that all sexual fan like I've got some sexual fantasies I don't know if I would consider them kink or just like scenarios can you tell me can you tell us we have a a wide audience <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I'm ready for that okay. I okay. have to have a few secrets sure. or else you know then people won't even wonder about me at all so um no but do you think that sexual fantasies and kink are different 
probably does it depend on what it is or are all sexual fantasies kink all sexual fantasies certainly could fit into a kink and again without us being therapists without being sex experts we're just generalizing saying that that kink is is a taboo but there there's deep seated taboos within us that we might be thinking about all the time but we don't necessarily want to activate i think kink is the activation of it mm yeah so i mean i definitely have some maybe some dark things that i think about when i'm having sex that maybe i don't even want to vocalize maybe that's just inside me and that's maybe arousing me and i'm not uh you know, communicating that because that demon isn't ready to be exercised. Well, and it may be something that you don't ever truly, you know, want to exercise. So some kinks and some fantasies are okay to be kept secret. You know, some stuff you want to try and play out and other stuff you may just think about. It may be even flashes of what you've seen online or, you know, in other places in your life. That's my guess. There is a, a conventional thought of what kink is. And we Talked, I mentioned that right at the beginning of the podcast. The dungeon, the BDSM, mm-hmm. the paddles, the leather, the masks, the gag balls. Why is that dungeon scenario so synonymous with kink? I, I don't know, but now that you've said that, that's all stuff that I'm really interested in, right? <laughs> that I want more of. And to me, though, for some reason, I don't consider that a kink, but I guess it is. Like I, I said in the beginning, I'd love to figure out what my kink is. And and I guess I don't consider that, you know, a kink, but I do love to be paddled. I do love to be spanked. I do love to be tied up. You know, I, I probably should definitely have a gag ball in my mouth most of the time because I'm so loud during sex. So these are all things I'm completely open to, but yeah, I don't consider them kink. And, and I think that's what brings me back to the taboo because to me, that's not taboo. So is that a kink for me? I don't know that it is, but some of the other stuff that maybe I do consider more taboo, I would think that'd be more, more my kink. The dungeon that we experienced at Secrets Hideaway in Florida was my first introduction into really what that dungeon world is. And I wonder why the taboo, that conventional taboo image really is about restraint and punishment. Well, I think we have a history of in mankind with that being not a good thing, not a pleasurable thing of, of being very hurtful for a long time to many people. So to think of making fun of that or, or not even making fun of that, but finding pleasure in that space where so many people f- throughout history have been so hurt is my guess why that is considered pretty taboo. Taking ownership of it, hmm. just like the, the African-American community would say using the n-word for them is is a way of taking back that word it's still inappropriate for a white person to use the n-word but maybe that entire punishment and restraint element is is our way of taking back a really dark history in western probably the world human humanity right uh the idea of people just abusing each other and that abuse, any trauma, any abuse, again, we're not therapists, but any trauma, any abuse will will affect how you live the rest of your life. And so if you have been punished, if you have been held back, the, the dungeon in a, in a safe, kinky place might be your way of, of, of taking it back. 
Yeah, and, and also on the flip side of that, it may be a place that some people never want to go and they would never find pleasure there, you know. So I, I just think that's what I, I think going back, I love so much about kink. It is so individual to each person. It is not a one size fits all plan. And, and just like, you know, I've often said to you, you can see the most polished, um, you know, um, person that's had uh, reconstructive surgery and is dressed to the nines and has gone and put a ton of money into their looks, but their feet are their feet. It is very individual to them. And I love that. And I think kinks the same way, you know, some things are so individual to us. And that's why I just want to learn more about more kinks. What else is there? I have a whole book on kinks and it lists like, I don't know, 56 different kinks. Oh, the one that I was interested in, I've told you this is fisting. And I never thought that I would ever, like to me, it's got a very violent connotation, just the word fisting. But when I was reading about it in this book, the more I read about it, the more I was like, hmm, you know, if someone was very gentle and took time and went slow, that's something that, so that may be a kink that I never thought I would be interested in. But after reading about it, I was more curious. The, the direct messages that you're getting now online. You've talked about being crushed. You've talked about fisting. I've talked about peen. What other, what other fantasies, what other kinks are there? Let us know. Whatbirdpodcast at gmail.com. Sam, thank you for talking to me about kinks today. I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I'm going to continue, and I may even bring a few new kinks into the bedroom for us to play around with. Fantastic. That includes straps. Yes. That includes jewelry. Yes. Does that include a really wet mattress? <laughs> no, because we have a great waterproof blanket to avoid that. I did order a new harness, though, that I'm really looking forward to coming in. I'm hoping you can kind of pull me around and put me into position by grabbing this harness and putting me where you want me to be. What is that restraint to you? How would you be able to identify that kink for you? What is that restraint? What is that? Like, I can't be restrained. Like, I, I, that, I, I feel claustrophobic. I feel, I feel really distracted and, and unsexy when I'm held down. I think that translates to a lot of things in my life. Uh, I've been mm -hmm. called a rolling stone. Let me go. Uh, but why, why, why could a, a restraint turn you on? So I think it's, you know, we've already talked about how much I love to be blindfolded. Mm -hmm. So I think that it makes me, um, it's the anticipation. I'm not leading the scene. I'm more reacting to the scene. Uh, scene. I will say, though, I'd like to also like try to be more dominant sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think I could even do that while being restrained, mm -hmm. you know, so I could even tell you how to restrain me and then what to do to me while I'm restrained. So I don't think that it necessarily has to be just submissive. So at first I was like, well, that that's what it was, but I don't think it has to be that way. I'm just looking forward to playing around with it. Um, I, I do get a little frustrated when I'm restrained, but I feel like that builds up my sexual, t sexual tension even more. Mm. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I really want to be able to touch you. I really want to mm. be able to bite my hand or, or do whatever I, or, or grab your cock, do whatever. And then when I can't, I get even more frustrated and it builds this mm. just animalistic rawness to where I just want to 
explode. Just like the dog on a leash is <laughs> pulling and barking. That's what your sexual energy is if you're going to be restrained? I mean, no. Why, why haven't I restrained you more? Goodness I gracious, I feel remiss. <laughs> I think we need to work on this. And this is also something that I read, the the idea of role-playing is, is a big part of a kink. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ex-wife really wanted to do a lot of role-playing, and I didn't find it interesting, and which really basically crushed her hopes and desires of Aww. exploring kink. I, I've, I've said it in other episodes, I was not the, the best of lovers, I certainly wasn't the best of humans, and as I explore kinks and and I'm on my journey of sexuality I'm learning to become a better person and so I would definitely be now more involved and open to role playing uh certainly filming it at least (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but what what I've heard is that role playing is often a way of of filling in things that are absent in your life and the example is often a, a a person who is pretty submissive in their career. They might be, you know, a, a laborer. They might be a, a middle manager. In the bedroom, they could be a dominant person. Or a person who's really alpha could go into a bedroom and say, restrain me, crush me, do things that I'm not used to. I'm not used to being subservient do it to me. And so you have these high-powered executives who hire dominatrices to come and dominate them. What do you think of that? Well, you know, I've had several lovers lately. Um, it, it sounds like I have a ton of lovers and I don't, but I've had several men lately ask if I would be more dominant in the bedroom. And they've said, you know, I'd love to be dominated. And that's not my natural proclivity. Like I'm just, not mine. I'm not a naturally dominant person, even though, I, I do take care of shit pretty well in the world um, on you my are own. A boss. I'm a boss in a lot of ways, but I'm I'm a sweet, nice like that's how I move through the world is through niceness and kindness. And I was trying to figure out because if if a lover comes to me and says, "Hey, can we try this?" Nine times out of ten, unless it's something really uh, that really turns me off, I'm going to say yes. So just trying to work through in my head, okay, how am I going to play this role? And that's the conclusion I met, read, reached. If I have a persona or um, or a personality that I take on, that I can kind of be someone that I'm not in my everyday life, I think that's what would make me be able to take on that dominant role even more. That's exactly what you're saying. Would your dominant role be also kind? Or would it be unkind? It would probably be a little unkind. No, I wouldn't be as nice. Hmm. I wouldn't say please. I wouldn't say thank you. I would just absolutely tell you what to do. And if you didn't do it, you would have to deal with the wrath of Vixen. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And I don't know how I feel about that aesthetically. Like I, I like please. I like thank yous. I like gratitude. I like... Uh, I, I like that grace of human contact and I want that grace of human contact to translate in the bedroom. So mm. the idea of like really harnessing someone, I'm still kind of that, that, that is role play for me. It's not a natural thing, but geez, why can't sex be theater? You're already dominant. You just don't realize that you are, you're already dominant in the way that in, in, in what we experience, you know, you're already like, 
go lay down, take your clothes off, get in this position, do this, do this, do this. And I love it. That's, that's, that's being a top, you know, that's taking But I'm not a bully and there's, there's consent the entire way. And if you say no, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so with, you know, in these other situations, and I know this wouldn't, probably wouldn't be for you, even though I may practice with you a bit, you know, I think I would, I wouldn't be mean, but I would be like, you know, I want you to get naked and lay on the bed and I'll be back in a few minutes. You know, I would be a director in a lot of ways, you know, I want you to, I'm going to sit on your face now and you have nothing to say about it. And then I would proceed to sit on their face until I was done opposed to being told what to do. Are we scheduling this? Because it sounds fantastic. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) I need to practice, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, practice. And this is one of the things that I'm interested in, uh, in my explorations of polyamory, if your partner and you have separate kinks, do you force each other or do you look for a different source to fulfill that kink? Or are you just okay with that going unfulfilled? And that's okay sometimes as well. You know, I have some things that I'm probably okay if they never happen. That's all right. I still like to think about them. It still turns me on. I may think about it if I'm masturbating, but I, it's not something that, you know, if life were to end tomorrow, I would be too sad that it didn't happen. So I think it depends on, on how strongly you feel connected to those kinks. And, you know, I think it depends on the person. Susie, what a great conversation. Kink. Kink is what's taboo for you and developing it in a way that you're open with your partners in a positive, safe way. It's an exploration. It's a curiosity. It's a development. It's a therapy. Kink is something we should all be involved with. Let's not hide from it. I agree. And if you're not comfortable talking to your partner about it, talk to us about it. Talk we want to hear. I Talk to me anyway. I'm super curious. <laughs> I want to hear your kinks. <laughs> and in a way, maybe this podcast is a, is our kink as well because it's an alias. Yeah. Susie and Sam, as you may know, are not our names. It is it is our, our mask that we could talk publicly about sex, which still is often a taboo environment. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Until the next show, I'm Sam. I'm Susie. Talk to you next time. Bye.